Get cozy. Get real. It's time to settle in and expose yourself. On Cuddle Talk with Angela and Dana. Good. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Cuddle Talk. I am your co-host, Angela DeMarco, with uh, Dana Sardano. We get together every week. We get cozy. We get authentic. We get real. Um, and just kind of just like talk about, you know, the the stepping into the greatness du jour, uh, you know, like what's going on that week. And uh, just like to fill in our insights. Sometimes we're with guests. Sometimes it's just Dana and I going commando. Um, but this week we have someone super special. So Dana, why don't you introduce who we got? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello, Angela. Um, I got to tell you, we, uh, you know, we're shooting the shit a little bit before we press record. So I love how one of us always comes on and we're like, hi, everybody. <laughs> but like that's so we're already in the zone, ready to go. So this is super exciting. So <laughs> today we have a very super special guest. Her name is Wendy Becerra. Hello, Wendy. But before you say anything, I got a whole bunch of cool stuff to say about you. Listen, Wendy, I'm feeling a little verklempt. Wendy is probably one of my most favorite people in the world. I, I can't even begin to tell you how much respect I have for Wendy. I'm going to avoid going through a whole tirade about it, but I'll tell you this. Wendy and I met about four years ago, literally almost to the day. It's just January will be four years. And I met Wendy in a, in a, when she was in a place in her life where she was ready. I'm going to say it and then I'm going to punch myself in the, you know what, to level up. Oop. <laughs> I got in trouble by the yeah. yeah, I got in trouble. I in trouble. But when she was ready to, to really step it up, but didn't know how. And she listened to the nudges and she followed her urges and she wound up um, she wound up in an event that I'm sure we'll talk about at some point that brought us together. And I have watched Wendy every single opportunity that she has received since then that has been lobbed to her, thrown at her, <laughs> punched at her, if you will. <laughs> I've seen her take it and run with it and crush it. And we're sitting here with her four years later, watching her life blossom into this beauty. And I am so, oh my God, I'm going to cry. Stop recording! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. This is authentic, damn it. <laughs> to be able to, to be able to witness this be a part of this and um, and revel and celebrate in her greatness with her in life and today is such an honor and I'm so happy and proud and I was going to tell you all her credentials but you know fucking cares Wendy's <laughs> awesome trust me <laughs> we'll write it somewhere Agreed. in the comments <laughs> and, and with that said and blubbered Wendy Becerra how are you? Wendy. I'm doing wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Aww, you're so sweet. Oh my God, it's such a joy. It's usually me doing the crying, Miss Dana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, my heart hole is open. 
Um, My heart hole honors the heart hole in you. I love that. And and likewise. (laughs) So, Wendy, rather than just throw it at you and leave you, you know, put you on the spot, uh, let me just open with a question. Well, firstly, firstly, because I always blow past this because I'm, I'm a bit of a dope. Angela, let's talk about, you know, Wendy, what brings Wendy coziness? Wendy, what brings you coziness? <laughs> <laughs> Wendy, describe your, where you are. Describe your environment. You know, what make, why are you chill? What makes you feel good? All right. So I am in Papa Jojo's chair. Tell me the story of Papa Jojo's chair. I do not know the story. You guys keep talking about the chair. Hi, Mama Girl. My kitty just made an appearance. Um, so... Dana, why don't you start off with it? Because you know the the I don't really know where where I would start. Uh, I inherited the chair yeah. thanks to Dana. She was in the middle of a move and whatnot. And um, Papa Jojo came to us in the many meetings that we had when we were getting together at the gallery. We were having these little meetings and whatnot. Be clear. And, uh, Does Papa Jojo show up in the flesh? Remember, you're talking to people that don't know. Oh, you. this is correct. Okay, so a little back. So let me let, well, let me let, let me let me stop you. Let me. My okay, father okay. passed away <laughs> about four years ago. Mm-hmm. In the gallery, I had some pieces of his furniture. I had two really cool chairs. One, when I used to go to his condo, I used to eyeball it all the time. I'm like, I want that. And when he passed, and obviously you get rid of you know people's stuff. I kept two chairs and had them in the gallery. When I was moving, I passed one of them on to Wendy because of her special relationship with Papa Jojo. Now go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so many Thank many you. times in the gallery when we would get together and we would do our intuitive circle, Papa Jojo would show up. And it was just amazing his demeanor, how he would come in. And he the first time I'll never forget, I felt him come in and I'm articulating to Dana for those who, who you know resonate with this kind of thing. And I started walking around the gallery and I almost felt like he was looking at the gallery through my eyes, but it was his. And he just, what was it that he said? Uh, what is it, kiddo? Something kiddo, you did it, kiddo. And just the way that I turned around and just, I totally felt him there. And for the longest time he would show up and he'd do his spiel and and it would totally be Papa Jojo. So, um, just the way that he would come in and was be so proud of Dana. And then you would just walk around and just look at the paintings one by one. And just, you could feel his emotionality of she got here. She did it. Look at my kiddo, look at her go, you know? So he would show up for that. And then there'd be times that he'd hang back and there'd be times that he would have messages for her. It just, it felt really good that he felt the ability to present himself for me so I could pass the message along to Dana. And and what's so, cool, I'm sorry, Wendy, but what's cool no, okay. is the first time, yeah, he'd come in with messages. He'd come through Wendy. He'd come through Anne Marie. For those of you who were like, what the hell are they talking about? You know, <laughs> I, 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 I hang with unicorns. I hang with people who have the ability to connect to these energies. So it's complete, even though we're normal people living normal lives, it's completely natural conversation. That's why Wendy didn't even think to introduce Dana's dead father, right? But <laughs> the first time, there's one thing to come through with messages. 
But the first time he came like it, it, through her and was like, saw the world or saw my gallery through her eyes, she got up and she began to walk around with her hands behind like her back and doing like she became my father. She's never met him. Wendy and yeah. Marie, these people have never met my Michelle have never met my father and probably have a better relationship with him <laughs> than I did for like 20 years. Like they know him. It's really, really interesting and cool. And I always joke because my father lived in the last several years of his life in Thailand after a quarter of a century estrangement that I have, a, I speak to him more now than I did then. I have a better reception than when he was in Thailand. It would always be like, hello, hello, what, what? And now, you know what I mean? It's completely different. But she embodied him. And when, and so her, so she has got a special relationship with him. So when she adopted this chair or was gifted, I should say, this chair, there's now a piece of him in her home and he shows up. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Aww. And there's times that people will sit in the chair. My cat will sleep in the chair. And there's other times that she pops in and she's like, and then she'll walk away. So I almost feel like he's like, not today. It's my chair today. <laughs> <laughs> That's so yeah. sweet. It is. Aww. It's really sweet. It really is sweet. And everybody gravitates to the chair. Everybody's got to sit at it, uh, sit on it at some point. My sister-in-law swears that it's hers afterwards. Isn't that funny? I love Isn't that it... chair. I need to take a few pictures in there. I'll tell you, though. You know what it goes to show you in a weird way? We don't mm -hmm. realize the impact we have on others. And and whether it be an impact in in just, you know, you go to the shopping, the shopping store. What am I? <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. I was going to say public. <laughs> the grocery store, the shopping center where you buy. I know, I've gone completely stupid. I don't know what happened. But you go to, the, you go to the, the grocery store and you let somebody go in front of you or you help somebody out. Or you have this, you, you, you bequeath a chair that all of a sudden we're sitting here talking about for 20 minutes. The impact yeah. we have on others has such exactly. magnitude that our awareness of what we put out into the world is very important because it matters whether we realize it or not it matters and i know my father is chuckling right now and wendy i don't know if he shows up you let us know i, but... I was gonna say he's already hanging in i hear him saying it's just so wonderful how the needle continues to move and he's like, and you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh. You ain't seen nothing yet. So he's, a, a, apparently he knows something we don't know. Oh, yeah. I didn't, yeah. Yeah. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so let's move forward. PPJ and J in the house. Thanks for hanging with us. So Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. So I'm just going to, uh, full disclosure, uh, Wendy, when we first started doing these cuddle talks, Wendy was one of our first guests. And we had issue with the technology and we tabled her and now she's back. And I'm so, so glad we did that because in the couple of months since we spoke to Wendy last in this venue, Wendy is, has leveled up so <laughs> many times. She's a complete, <laughs> she is a, com a completely different person. Completely yeah. different. Person. Yeah. And yeah. she's doing all these great things. And what I want to ask you is, and you don't have to get too specific, 
But like, what was the impetus of, let me just backtrack. You are teaching um, courses on Uniquely You. You also have your own thriving practice. And mm -hmm. we could talk a little bit about that. But what was the impetus that you decided I have to step things up from what I was doing to what I am doing? So you come, or I came to a point where you have to take an honest look at yourself in certain trajectories. And you look at, I took a workshop and in that workshop, things were revealed to me that I wasn't aware, nuances that I hadn't taken into account. And, you know, you famously say, Dana, that the unicorns just pop out of the sky. And for me, what has happened and what I continually tell my, my, my clients and my students is when you show up, everything shows up. When the student shows up, the teacher will come. And I mean, we hear all of these things, but the, that can't be any truer. So I feel like at each turn that I've shown up for something or I've had a curiosity, there's been that piece of information or that resource or that person that has shown up that has allowed me to open your eyes. You don't know what you don't know until it's presented to you. Right. And then when it's given to you, you can either say, oh, I'll sit on this and wait for stuff to continue out of my thing, or you can take it and you can go. And so I've always been the type of person that if I've gotten a nugget of knowledge, I want to take it and milk it and study it and research it and turn it over. I feel that's my responsibility for myself. And then in turn, I feel like because we get that, the people around us, they expand. And I'm sure that you ladies have felt that even in my own household, I'm watching my son expand. I'm watching my husband expand. And then as each of our magics level up, we keep on. So it's, it's like, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell people when you're at the very beginning that things in, in a couple of weeks, in a couple of months, that they will shift. It's really hard for a lot of people to take that leap of faith, but that's really what it involves. And then at the same time, I would say it was those nuggets and through that and polishing myself, you get the confidence. So you get the land legs and then there's the stability. And once you're at that stability, now you're unshakable, or at least not as shakable as you were, once were. And then you're able to reach that out for others. And I am in such gratitude for what has shown forward that I want to pay it forward in such a full way. I want to pay it forward any way that I can. I want to show up any way that I can. And I you do. And you do, Wendy. So I met you two years ago. Two years ago? Jeez yeah. Louise. Was it two years ago, Dana? It'll be two years in it's the like beta January, workshop. February. Yeah, it was like February. Yeah. So I ran, I had the idea for Uniquely, ran a beta brand workshop, and Dana's like, I got some some people to throw your way, and you were there. And so I threw Wendy moment, at you. So you threw Wendy at me, and I caught her, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> this is amazing. It was like catching an egg, and it was like, Oh, but you have been such like a You've been such a good friend, a good friend through this whole process. And uh, we connected immediately and you have been like the best cheerleader. Like every time I was like, anytime I'm feeling down or stressed, I could call you and you're like, you've got this. And I'm like, okay, thanks. And mm -hmm. it's just, I just, I see, I see what Dana's talking about, about how you are just like, okay, let me, let me take this. Oh, here's something new. Let me take this and run with it and learn with it. And it's, um, not everybody has that. Not everybody mm. has that, Wendy. And mm -hmm. it's oh, it's wow. so it's so powerful 
to be able to do that, to have the, I don't know, the, like the thing to say, I'm vulnerable. I don't know. Teach me, show me. I'm willing. That yeah. willingness is everything. Everything. It, it really is. Do you really remember, is. did either of you see the movie Rudy? No, I can't. A long time it. ago. I remember Rudy, Rudy. Rudy, Rudy, right? But basically, <laughs> at the end of the game, they give him the ball and he runs with it. But he's the underdog. And that's wow. why we, we fight for the underdog. And, and again, just to give a little bit more clarity, because we just kind of jumped into it to, you know, who Wendy is. Wendy was, worked in the pharmacy for 21, was it 21 years? 21 years. Yeah. Yep. She worked in the pharmacy. I don't know what's going on with this ear. So she, <laughs> <laughs> so she worked in the pharmacy for 21 years. So she's got this background, um, really, truly understanding people's needs on a pharmaceutical level. But mm -hmm. she's got these natural intuitive gifts that are not only um, a, a birthright, but she also has honed these skills through her work and taking classes and practice and her own personal development. And she's learned how to merge the two. And when I opened the gallery, Wendy, you know, she joined me, us, there was a, a group of us and was teaching workshops and then honed that skill of being able to present it to others. And then you open the doors to uniquely. And Wendy was like, okay. And she went through already set teach program and she honed her skills even more. Then she took a workshop, as she mentioned on uniquely and was like, oh, wait, I could do this a little more and then took some classes. Right. Or it was kind of simultaneous, but took some classes right, right. and continued to hone her skills and every corner Wendy gets tossed the ball and because Wendy shows up with the passion and the consistency, the, the willingness to collaborate, right? All of those things, we all on the sidelines are like, yay! Yeah. Nobody's trying to grab Wendy or tackle Wendy because we only want to see Wendy's success. Yeah. And she continues to become bigger, better, and stronger because of it. Thank you. When I met Wendy, I was running a retreat this was before the gallery. I had this beautiful property in Jupiter Farms and I was running this Ubuntu wellness retreat and it was for all these magical unicorns, all these artists, we've talked about this before, to come together and to celebrate each other themselves and to grow and to uh, heal in some cases, but through art. And one of the uh, activities, it was, at the, it was the second day or the first day, we painted our pain Second day we painted our joy. I don't remember exactly the order, but we painted yeah. a painful experience or something that causes us pain. On the second day, the last activity after everybody bonded and did all of their stuff, it was a whole beautiful itinerary. We had a fire pit and we sat around the fire pit and we wrote little notes and some people threw the note in the fire pit. Some people threw the actual painful painting in the fire pit, but everybody talked about what their pain was. This morning, Wendy shot me a text. She found her painting. And I want you to share it with us, Wendy. Oh, Angela, you're going to shit because it's to everything that uniquely is. Pull it back, pull it back, pull it back. Can you d describe, describe the painting? Okay, so the painting is me here with a tear in my eye, heart full of love and all of this beautiful magic flying around. And then there's a box that somebody was trying to shove me in and a box here and all this gray and all the question marks is 
Who do you think you are? That's what I got. All of my magic, everywhere I would take it, I would have people poo-pooing it and haters and leaving with me with doubt. And so when Dana talks about going to the, um, when Dana go, talks about going to the re retreat, this is where I was at. I had prayed to God. I'm like, you've got to throw me a bone here because I'm ready to throw in the towel. I can't keep helping people. And my, my own fire is just dwindling. I can't do it. It almost gets me to cry. And I got to a point where I told her, I don't find my people. And it's really hard to spread. All. I've got so much magic. I want to share it with everybody. So it was always that feeling of being put in a box or being squished down. And so when I literally say that the retreat was one of those pivot points, I, I mean, I mean it from the depths of my being, it was really a spot where I got to really experience that there were more people out like me, but we were just spark sprinkled around and they weren't in my influence, my circle of influence or the circle of influence that I had wasn't, was, was very toxic and it wasn't nurturing all by my own making, you know, you, that's the energy that I was in. So that's all that kept coming around. And the gallery literally flipped that this painting, I was able to put it out there. I couldn't bring myself to burn it in the fire because I knew at some point it was going to serve a purpose to really drive a point home. And I am glad to say that my painting, if I had to redo it again, there would be zero gray in there, or maybe just a little. Gray. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many, there's so many cheerleaders that have been there and you guys talk about me being a cheerleader and I'm only here because each of you have believed in me when a, when I couldn't, or I didn't have enough belief in me and every single turn of the way, here's a tool. You guys didn't do my work for me. You gave me the tools, you held me, maybe coddled me a little bit longer than I should have, than I realized. <laughs> and that was the other thing. At some point, you got to realize when life is coddling you and you haven't shown up. And I'm real, real adamant about that responsibility. So if I'm holding my feet to the fire, I've got to do the same thing with the people around me. I can't just be letting you freeload or holding your weight and my stuff. So. Wendy. That's crazy, right? That's crazy. And, and and Angela, I know you've got a lot to say, and I and I'm very excited because what this is. No, to go, uniquely. go, go, go. It's okay. It's okay. No, no. I just want to mention my impression of Wendy when I met her. I remember when she presented this painting. I remember every time she had the opportunity to speak. My impression of her, I mean, I fell in love with her immediately for another day, another conversation. We could talk about how she wound up there, you know, at the, at the retreat. But I remember being able to identify her anxiety and her insecurity. And when she was saying, I have so much to offer and nobody will listen. I could hear the little girl kind of like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I can hear her. I can feel her. And, and, and what happens is when that little girl, little boy, inner child, whatever you want to call it is the, when the needs aren't met and they're, and they're not well or balanced, they don't even realize that that's the energy they're putting out. So Wendy's yeah. got all this, this wealth of wisdom and this desire to succeed and nobody's taking her seriously, but she doesn't even realize that the energy she's putting out is of that child, which is only exacerbating the response that she's getting, right? Yes. So she's been given by how whatever universal forces are giving the opportunity to be with, there were 20 of us, these 20 like-minded people. 
And we were able to see past, for the most part, that little girl as she was presenting this. But the person that she was with that painting that day, because she's done the work and she showed up. And every time she shows up, somebody or something hands her a lifeline or an opportunity. And she takes it and she does the work. And then the next time she shows up, she's more balanced. She's more secure. She's more anchored. And she gets another opportunity, a bigger opportunity, a better opportunity. And she becomes stronger and more anchored. And to see you hold that. Oh, here it goes. Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got a rep to protect. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. That that ship has sailed. (laughs) To see her hold the painting today versus the memory I have four years ago, it's mind-blowing. And it's a testament to two things. One is when we show up for ourselves. And two is when we align with others who also show up for themselves. And we celebrate one another. And we, 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 we lift each other up, but we compliment each other. There are things that Wendy could do that are not in my skill set. And there are things that I could do that Wendy was like, you could do that. And we come together and we build each other up. And that's what collaboration is. And that's what community is. And I want to hand it to you, Angela, because I know you got a shit ton to say about that. Or not. Well, and like... <laughs> Um, yeah, I got a shit ton. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, Wendy, I, um, it's just like, I feel you. Mm. That's the reason why I uniquely exist because I was just like you, except I didn't know I had magic. I didn't know what my thing was. Cause I had zero yeah. self-worth. I had zero confidence. I just knew that I wasn't in the, I didn't have my people around me. So it didn't feel good. Everything didn't feel good. I agree. Mm-hmm. And um, once I kind of realized what my jam was and wanted to put it together, it was that you didn't have to have the serendipitous experience waiting for it to be invited to a retreat, like a rando retreat. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't, yeah. when you don't have it in your sphere of influence, you don't know how to find it. So that's why with Uniquely, we did, we came up with like seven different schools, you know, so that you can find your people like a little roadmap. And exactly. you being in the metaphysics, like if someone has like these witchy, what's energy, which crystals, blah, 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 you know, you're there, uh, or empowerment or creative expression. But um, the the whole idea of finding your people so that you can do this, right? Like, like we don't do the work for you. You know, right. I love, I love your, your tagline that you came up with for your website. What was it? What was the, do you I remember? I you were going to ask you that. Um, since you got it written down, I wrote it down. I wrote knew. it down. So <laughs> I was so powerful. Sacred, I'm sorry. I've created a sacred space for growth and empowerment. That's that's the long and the short of it. Yeah. So I believe that we're all capable of greatness. We just need the proper tools to show up and do the work. And that you're the not doing it for them. That you're not and taking we're it. Not doing it that we're holding them accountable with accountability. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a little story. My my husband and I, way back in high school, <laughs> we ended up in a French class together that I took the French class when we signed up for classes and he didn't. And I remember saying, I haven't seen him for what class? And then he walks in through the door. Okay. He's like, I don't know why I'm in French class, whatever. So my husband was not the great at doing homework. So there was times that I was doing his homework for him. I do it. And then in his handwriting, do it. So he wouldn't get an F 
And I was reflecting on that story a couple weeks back when I was doing about this holding yourself accountable. And I'm like, I'm not doing the work for not even my husband anymore. He's got to be accountable. So when we talk about going back, I even had that in my story. And then I thought to myself, would you do it again? Hell no. Nice. Hell no. Nice. You know, so you go thinking about, yeah, you know, it was great. I thought it was cool. I wanted to help him. But, but you know, I, that's not something I've ever talked about at all. And it's just a little story. But, you know, you go thinking about these things that you've done and you want to rewrite. So that comes full circle to my my thing. I want to help you. And I've there's been things that he's been going through. I can't do the work for him. I can't do the work for my son. I can help them. Yeah. 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 And so that's just it. Give them the tools. And now it's up to them. You know, in decoding the woo, woo oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, Go ahead. No, you're fine. In decoding the woo, woo I uh, I do a whole thing. I, I talk about or different learning styles and in education and you know and and what that's like. And I do this whole thing on homework. And you have the people who actually take the time to do the. I'm talking about kids, right? To do the homework, right? And they come prepared for the next thing in class. And then those who blew through the homework, but they did it. So then they're annoyed because why are they no why don't they know what's going on next? I did the homework, but they blew through it. And then there's yeah. those who didn't do the homework at all. And not only are they pissed off that they don't know what's going on, but now they're creating disturbances for the other kids because <laughs> if they don't know what's going on, then nobody should know what's going on. Right? right. And and it's really the same concept. It really You know, is. there are yeah. so many people out there that buy the books, watch the videos, do, you know, do the stuff, you know, and, and they really think they're doing the work. They believe it. And then that's even more frustrating. Cause they're like, why am I not getting results? <laughs> but the work, <laughs> but the work is showing up. It's showing up, you know, looking at the ugly bits, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and doing your thing. And all three of us, by nature for whatever nature and nurture actually like our nature is to love and to help and to you know and our nurture you know if we want to look at it psychologically growing up we've all had our own unique experiences but the shared the thread that 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 connects them is that we all had to overcompensate for one reason or another for our worthiness mm -hmm. so we've learned the people we love we have to do their homework in French, right? We have to pick up the laundry when our kids stepped over it 30 times, you know? Uh. I'm responsible for my husband's anxiety because I, I, when he feels bad, I feel bad because I can't make him feel No, 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 no. We're responsible for ourselves. And then when we are empowered, we have the ability to be there for others while they do the same. And two, you ready? I'm gonna throw up in my mouth. Hold space for them when they need. <laughs> us. Well, you also you also realize that you're doing them, you're doing other people a disservice. Yes, right. Service. And it and it's like totally. so where you you used to think that you were doing all this help, and it was like for our own self things, like Dana just said. You, you really realize now, like, well, I can't help you because you won't get to where I need you to be. <laughs> like, I need yeah. you to be here with me, and I can't do it for you because then you won't know how to be here. And then you're not really here. And then it's like, oh, it's even yeah. more annoying and Teach uncomfortable. Teach him a fish. Yeah. Right. I was just going to say those very words, Dana. Teach a man to fish. Yeah. And yeah. with a teenager, that, that concept's a little harder. He's <laughs> 18. So he's still trying to get away with mom doing everything. I'm like, that's not entirely true. 
there's things that he does, but there's other things that is not his favorite things. And he tries to kind of like, I'm like, nah, uh, uh. It's like, what are you trying to get me to do, mom? You're trying to get me to cook? I'm like, I'm trying to teach you to fish, honey. Good yeah. For you. yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, it, knowing that is the first step to holding them accountable. You know, when I taught yeah. high school students for all those years, there was sort of like the kids would like, they would try to cheat and they would lie and try to, you know, pull things over on their teachers. And the teachers would just kind of be like, you know, oh, he's, he's a good boy. And I'm like, but you're not teaching him by not holding him accountable. My response is they're teenagers. It's their job to lie. It's their job to try to get away with things. It's their job to do all of the things that we don't want them to do. But it is our job to hold them accountable. Of course, there'd be something wrong with Josh if he didn't try to get away with things. You know what I mean? Like, of course. But if we don't, again, hold the space, hold them accountable, do all those things, then then there's no symbiosis in that relationship. And that's when you have imbalance, you know? You know something, and if I can add a little bit to that too, there's also the households where, you know, you're holding them accountable, but it's also in the way that you give them the tools. What did I tell you to do? You're making a mess. It's either that way or honey, come here. Let me show you how it's done. Yeah. yeah. I came up in a household that we got yelled at a lot. And, and how did you not know that? I did not know that you've got to show me. And so when it came around for my son and I was almost starting up the same type of patterns with him and he said those words to me, I'll never forget them. Mom, when you yell at me, you break my heart. I had to leave the room. I was in tears. I'm like, oh my God, I'm breaking my kid's heart. You know, he had the words to say it and I had to excuse myself. I, I came back apologized. I whispered. I said, let's start this over. Would this be helpful? And from that moment, I said, I'm throwing out that book that has been handed down generationally. And I'm rewriting some of these chapters because I'm doing a huge disservice. My kid would be a nervous wreck and an anxiety mess if I was yelling at him every single day. Yeah. So that was real. And Wendy, if you didn't have those experiences, right? Those experiences Mm -hmm. that we've learned to judge those experiences Mm -hmm. that we've learned to hold grudges and to become entrenched in our emotions, right? If you didn't have those experiences, then you wouldn't have carried the sensitivity to -hmm. know to make the change for your son. So there's another component here. Then when we look back at our bullshit and there's nobody that is experiencing, watching this right now that doesn't have their own brand of bullshit, right? Different faces, different names, same bullshit. Yeah, that it, we want to look back and we want to, again, hold grudges and resentment or feel victimized or but you're a better mother because of those experiences. I can exactly. say the same for it's Angela. True. I can say the same yeah. for myself. So there's a piece there that you were able to break a cycle, li- uplift your son with the the, you know, the crap that you were dealt. Yeah. It's all beautiful when you really, really look is. at it that way. It really is. It really yeah. I even looking at my parents at a different spot. I mean, you you talk about it in your books, Dana. You get to a point where you hit a level of maturity where you realize they were doing the best that they can. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I uh, that doesn't make it. I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not upset. I'm not saying that they're, you know, guilty, whatever. I'm not even trying to look at those titles, but you get to a point of comprehension. 
And at least for me, and I would love this for the world, when you have that set of eyes and that comprehension, where when you know better, you do better. That's it. You know better, you do better. Yeah. My no mom tells me, ah, I slipped up today. And I'm like, well, tomorrow's another day to show up and do better. Don't hold yourself whipping yourself for the mistakes of the past. You've got another present day to make it better oh. and do better and do better oh. and show up and do better. I'm like, I have nothing to add because that's so amazing. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. You know, I, um, and, and the thing is too, like to, to break the cycle, right? So now Josh's cycle has been broken the, with him. It started, he knows a totally different way of parenting. He's yes. going to grow up with compassion, with, with understanding, with expectation. Right. So I, um, my daughter's 17 and then I got Christian who's four. Right. So I've got like this weird thing. And then I didn't have my kind of growth and awareness for maybe last year, (laughs) carrying all the same patterns that my mother had instilled in me, you know? And, and again, it's like you said, it's not a blame thing. This is just everybody who's doing what they knew. You know, this is not like a screw you and you did this to me and you put me in therapy. I mean, we laugh now when we do something to our kids and we're like, oh, that'll go. That'll come up in therapy in 10 years. <laughs> but what we can do is we can try to shift it and change it so that these kids learn a different way. And then they don't have to have an awakening at 35, 40 years old and, and have it get the dumpster fire get larger and larger and out of control. Exactly. Like they can have many, many fires and learn how to handle it better. Um, and, and that's like, that's the gift. Cause it's like, I don't know about you guys, but to me, it was like, well, I had to experience all this. How could I have known otherwise? Or exactly. if I was like taught from the beginning, then that, that's what I would know. So exactly. I wouldn't need to have the, the dramatic experience, you know, I'm Italian on Long Island. It's what we do. We do drama. Drama. Yeah, what do you mean man, it's red? It's not red. It's maroon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Italian from Jersey. We scrap. You got Cuban, Miami. Yeah, the gotcha. <laughs> but what's what's cool is is because we're all of a similar age. Because we recognize this and we're flipping it and we're changing it with our kids. Think about all the people of our generation a little bit you know even a little bit younger than us that are going oh it doesn't have to be this way just because it was always done this way and flip it and address the children and when we address the children now then there's a whole generation coming in that don't know abuse neglect self-harm you know what i mean and and that's how you change the world and uh people everybody's looking to fight a cause you fight a cause, all you do is exacerbate the thing that you're fighting. Yes. But when you, I remember my father said to me when um, it was in 2016, um, Papa Jojo, when yeah. it was it was when Trump won the election over Hillary and it was all this stuff and he always wanted to talk about politics. And I remember I was sitting in the park with the girls and him and, and Rob and Rob is standing behind my father. My father goes, stop. That's my impression of my father. See if he agrees or not. What do you think of the wall? You know, the wall Trump's like, we're going to build a oh, wall. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, and I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. Right. And so Rob is behind him going, say, you love it. Say you love it. <laughs> and I'm like, 
don't know. Yeah, I'm like, I love it, right? You know? And he's like, you know, if you because he knows my stance. If you don't care about politics and you don't care about all these things in the world, how are you gonna make a world the world a better place? Meanwhile, my girls that were like at the time, they're probably like six and seven, are off chasing butterflies and playing and just being fucking adorable. This was before yeah. adolescence, by the way, being fucking adorable. <laughs> and I just went, it's right there. Oh, right Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I think that that's really important for all of us to understand. Everybody wants to go out and to fight for what they think is right. The, there's no fight. Starts at home. Starts at home. Yeah. And then it trickles yeah. to those around you, and then they, and then they tell two friends and so on. I'm they glad you got friends. that because I think it's a good time for a shift. I think it's a good time. It's perfect time. So we're going to do a little you connect game. Um, Wendy, you're aware of this. We came up with the questions just to talk about pondering questions that are in our seven schools of thought. And since we're talking about the children, I think we'll pick one from the it takes a village school. Um, yes. Uh, and so Wendy, pick a number from one to seven. Oh my gosh, seven. Seven. All right. This is the one we always do. So this is, must be the most important thing. What advice, Wendy, what advice would you consider to be pure gold for our future leaders? Oh, that's excellent. I love that. Oh my gosh. I would say, okay, firstly, we all know that there's, there's good and there's bad. So if there's something that's burning in somebody that they perceive as bad, pick one and do something about it. At, at their level. This doesn't have to be grand grandiose. Like we were talking about, if we come from a family that's dysfunctional, then let's take that and do something so you can feel empowered. We can't go out there and feed all the hungry. We can't be on the side of the world we would love to be. There are people that are taking care of that. But I say for our future leaders, find something that needs to be handled, that you feel passionate about, that you want to show up for, that you feel powerless to, but find a way that you can do it and do it and do it just do it with passion do it with showing up get yourself aware don't let it be something where you're just sitting and talking about and talking about and talking about it. get proactive so good so good um dane since we've answered this before i'm gonna shift it all right okay. i'm gonna pick us for you i'm gonna pick a school uh from school of empowerment since that's okay. your jammy jam my jam and i want you to pick a number between one and seven please three Three. Ooh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like. <laughs> I don't have David's cool mustache. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Nor the earwax. This is going to be tough for you because it's just like pick one of many, but okay. recall a personal trauma from your formative years. <laughs> Has this trauma defined you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like this though. Has this trauma defined you, excused you, or empowered you? Ooh, very, very wow. good question. And then you would discuss amongst yourselves. Okay. <laughs> so personal trauma. Uh, I 
<laughs> I know. I know. Oh, yeah, I I no, the, the most obvious one is when I became estranged from not just my father, but my whole paternal side of my family, which is where we spent all our time. You know how sometimes you lean more towards a, you know one side of the family than the other. It, my whole growing up was my paternal side. That's where I learned all my culture and my um, my values and all that. Similar to what you're experiencing now, Angela. Mm-hmm. And it went at 14, it went from having a family to having nothing and nobody. Boom. Mm. Right. And so that I never even realized how traumatic that was until I unpacked it 30 years later, but it was quite traumatic. So that happened at 14, which was right in the, in the midst of adolescence um, and going right into my sense of identity. So it did. It defined me very much initially. Um, it defined me as somebody who was going to overcome obstacles at all odds. I didn't need anybody. Family aren't those who you're related to. Family are those who you choose. This whole definition of tough girl, Dana. Um, I utilized it without realizing it. I utilized it to excuse behavior. So I was very volatile. Um, and I was very angry, especially at men, even my choice of partners, not just the patterns of abuse and neglect, but like I did it like older men there for a while because there was like, you know, a, a daddy thing going on. And so it definitely, ex- I used it to excuse me. And then as I began to address my wounds and heal from them, um, I've used it to empower me. And now to add another layer, I use it to empower others. So mm-hmm. all of the above. Yeah. Ooh. Nice. That's pretty awesome. That's really good. All right. (laughs) You guys are very profound and very beautiful. I want to ask a stupid one. If I could be a crystal, (laughs) which one would it be? (laughs) Pretty much, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. All right. Um, Okay. I'm going to do from the School of Thrivelyhood, because that's kind of where I reside at Uniquely You. And this is about career. When you, Angela, were six to eight years old, what games did you enjoy playing alone or with friends? And do those games reflect what you actually do for a living now that you've grown up? Well, I haven't actually grown up yet. So, (laughs) but when I was like six to eight years old, um, I remember, okay, Michael Jackson was a big deal. I had the glove. I had the red leather jackets. Oh my gosh. I am such a, no, 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 no. Cause he was so dope at that point in time. So this is like, like a long time ago. I'm judging you for saying dope. <laughs> you can do that. That's okay. That's okay. Let, what do the kids say? These days? I don't know. Slay. Slay. You're so slay. So we had, um, one of those giant video recorders. You know, and I uh, used to record videos to like beat it. And I would pretend I was Michael Jackson and do the dances. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved him so much. And Madonna had all of her little bracelets. Like I love the whole thing. I love their vibe. I love the music. I loved everything. So does that reflect what I do today? <laughs> well, I'm not pretending to be somebody else today. That is for certain. Um but I am in, I think I was tapped into their creativity because it was for so sure. new that spoke to me. So I liked being like connected to that kind of creativity, which uniquely is about connecting me with people that inspire and uplift me, you know, on mm-hmm. a daily, like you guys. And um, so I guess there's like a, a 
there is a, a connection to to that. But I do remember one night. I got. I don't remember why this is so clear, but um, we had newspapers and magazines. That's what we did, right? <laughs> and I wanted to read. There was like the thriller came out or something like that, and I had the article on the newspaper. So it was like a giant piece of newspaper. And my mom, I, I snuck it in as like a sheet between my blanket so I could like lift it up and read it. And my mom came in to check on me. I moved my foot and the newspaper crinkled. And she's like, what is under the sheet? She ripped it and threw it in a ball. And I was just like, damn, it was so stupid. Why did I move? <laughs> I was so oh clever. Yeah, I remember that very clearly. Oh um, my God. Angela, do you, I, this is, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to. When Angela is in the process of, of writing a book, can I put you on the spot? Go for it. So Angela's in the process of writing a book. She knows a really great publisher, which is awesome. And we're going to Gator Dawn. <laughs> and um, she, I just read the prologue and I'm, I'm editing it. And uh, I picked up an insight about you in reading the prologue about your childhood. Can I share it? This is the first time you're even hearing it. Sure. I love this shit. Okay. <laughs> So one of the things that she's saying in her prologue, she's kind of introducing this prologue. She's introducing the book. I'm not going to say what the book is because let's have something be a surprise. But she talks about when she was five, when she was 13, and when she was 21, she was asked hmm. what she wanted to be when she grew up, right? Oh, wow. And at five, which is the age of, you know, your root chakra, your grounding, you know, you're the most authentic version of yourself until you get fucked up later right she wanted to be an artist or a teacher and usually when people kids say what they want to be if they're truly authentic and they're truly aligned there's something near that when they get older and i thought it was really great that she found her way back because she's both those things now so i thought that was really cool at 13 when she was asked she wanted to be a doctor now, she wanted to be a doctor because the people that she respected in her family, now the age of 13 is you start going to that age of identity. She didn't have her own identity. She didn't know. She was no longer that artist and teacher. Why do I keep getting emotional? What the hell? I don't but know, she, but this is fascinating. Thank you. What's she now is looking at the people she respects and admires, and it's like, I'm going to do that because she doesn't know who she is, right? She's going to be a doctor because of what she thinks a doctor is and should be. At 21, she wanted to not only... This is what I'm embarrassed about. <laughs> she wanted to meet Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam. Okay. She wanted to know him so well that they jammed together. When he was in town, he'd hang out and have a meal at her home. I love but it. But what she does in the prologue is she like says, oh, silly 21-year-old girl. But here's what I saw. I saw the most authentic version of you at five get lost because of your experiences. The identity that you didn't have that were other people's. And then by 21, it was so far gone and you had so much trauma in your life at that point that you just completely retreated into fantasy world because that is when, because you're a visionary. And when that visionary aspect of you was not balanced, that's what it looks like. It looks like fantasy. And so it completely went from who you are to who you think you should be, to, yeah, we're going to jam with Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam. <laughs> not that that's not possible, but you retreated oh, to this yeah. fantasy world. And I found it fascinating. But at the same time, I was so taken with the fact that you found your way back. Because here you are, a teacher and an artist. And I think it's beautiful. 
and a visionary and a pioneer and all of these things all of yes. these things but you you were aligned with that that five-year-old child mm -hmm. exactly wow thank you wow. pretty cool right readings by dana sardano go to yeah you know what i feel you know i'm sure that it's gone around in the memes quite a time there's a little girl and she's in the rain and it's a gray and white picture black and white picture and she's got her arms like this and she's looking so fierce ah she's coming for you go and get her she's there if i get a chance i'm gonna see about putting it somewhere but anyways that that is how i feel like i'm that kid at least uh, no let me rephrase that there's a level of me that that's that is that child but it's not that child crying like it used to be in the corner anymore she's like bring it on and i'm in the rain and i'm pouring and i'm gonna do this so yeah. there's a level of that to the work that i do that makes it fun now granted we all have the drudgery part of our work that we do but for the most part i reside in watching people's inner child like that just explode and that's what i feel this is this is doing it's bringing that fierceness yeah. to our good, but it's it's healed. It's all together. It's full circle, if you will. Yeah, for yeah. all of us, you know, different yeah. different like ways, but for all of us, and and that's when you know when you could be who you are without fear of how others perceive you. Because unapologetically, you. Yeah. Unapologetically, you. Yep. Yeah. Well, I I um. I appreciate that you both see me, even when I can't see totally. myself, you know, totally. and I feel safe with you guys. I feel, that's why Dana, you can say anything. I'm embarrassed about the Eddie Vedder thing, you know, like that's the thing, <laughs> like forget everything else. Cause it's so, so it's like, I get, I get it. You know what I mean? And, um, and I think that's also, that's like us, but that's our community too. Like yeah. you just show up and if you're having a bad day, you have a bad day, but we see you. We see exactly. who you are and we embrace you and we help you feel safe so that you can peel back all those layers that are making you have a bad day, you know, that are causing that. And, and, um, it's, uh, it, it's truly, it's, it's what I needed growing up, you know? So when I do yeah. grow up, I've got this great space, you know, to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Dana, I mean, you God, this whole freaking thing has been Dana's nugs. <laughs> I know, but I have a really good one. I like I thought of it earlier and I have a really good one. Do you I'm sorry, I know I go talk for a it. Lot, no, no. No, it's like everything's gold coming out of your mouth. So go for it. I I Wendy, when we were talking earlier about uh Wendy's growth and how, you know, we're all cheering. Like nobody is like, oh well Wendy's advancing, so now I need to advance. Like we you know, we celebrate her. Uh, Richard Bach is an author. He's written a, a few great books. Jonathan Livingston Siegel, Illusions, a couple other ones. But there's one that's a little bit more obscure. I refer to it all the time, though. It's called Running from Safety. I used to read it with my ninth and 10th graders. Um, for years, I read it with my ninth and 10th graders. But he's explaining to his inner child his philosophies. He's got philosophy and gardening, like you reap what you sow and some other philosophies. And one of his philosophies is the philosophy of bowling, okay? And he talks about life is, the pins are lined up, we stand up, we, you know, we get up, and we try to drop the pins. And then the pins get put up again, and then we do it again. And then, and again, we have we have onlookers and people that, you know, are, are, are rooting for us. But the most difficult shot is the 7-10 split. 
because when you come up the middle, the seven's over here and the 10 is over here. And when you try to create a spare, it takes some real expertise, some real technique to shoot the seven into the 10 or vice versa. I don't know that much about bowling. But when you do, you are met with this just eruption of cheers from the onlookers because they want you to be successful. And Wendy's story and your story, Angela, and my story and all of us together, that is what it looks like. When, it, when there's healthy relationships and healthy community, it looks like the 710 split because the 710 split is yours and yours alone. But the eruption of the crowd is ours together. And that's my name. Oh, that's a great that one. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. That Yay. awesome. Um, so Wendy, honey, uh, why don't you take a moment to just do a little shameless plug. Tell everybody okay. like where they can find you. What like, you know, tell us about your shop on Etsy, whatever you want to kind of let the community know about you. So I am, uh, I have an Etsy shop. It's called Holistic Blessings. Sorry, I'm tangled up in my hair. Uh, Holistic Blessings with a W. Um, I'll give a little bit about that. The reason why I named it Holistic Blessings is I believe that healing happens in a, in a big sphere. It's not just sitting down and meditating. It's not just getting the, the you know what punches. It's not just showing up for your lessons. It's all of it. Alrighty. And as, as we heal each of those components, you become, and you step fully into your wholeness. Alrighty. Mm -hmm. So that's why holistic blessings. So I, that being said, I have an Etsy shop where you can find crystals and stuff, and that's just a small selection. There's a lot of other things that you can't really find there. So that's why I'm in the process of building my, my website, holisticblessings.com. It's not up and running, but it's in, it's in the process. We're constructing it and breaking it down. So that coming now in the new year in January, there's a new logo coming on. There's a new Wendy. So there's a new logo. There's a new website. The, the space is brand new. So I'm in that spot of putting all my things together and putting it together in a nice way to be able to step into my next reinvention of myself and to help others do the same. Great. So, so for now, they can find you on Etsy, right? For your they beautiful creations. They can find me on Facebook. Um, I'm part of the Uniquely You community on Facebook, as well as I have my own holistic blessing. So please join my page and you'll know what's going on. And I'm trying to post more so that everybody knows how things are progressing and where we're moving forward and how I am colla um, collaborating with uh, Uniquely You and the workshops that I have there. So there's a lot of little places where you can find me, but that's that's the main center where you can find me for now. Just give us a sentence or two about each of your workshops, because right now you have two on the docket. You have a I billion have in the hopper, but you got two on the yeah. docket. <laughs> so my my whole idea, I I did a work um I give a workshop energy 101, and what is your superpower? And the reason why I started with those two is that I wanted to give. A workshop and some idea of how energy just shows up every single day. We talk about crystals, but crystals power a lot of the things that we use, our devices and whatnot. So I want people to get comfortable with it not being metaphysical or woo-woo, that it's actually part of our things, that this is actually in some um, laser ways that they, they do surgeries and these kinds of things. So um, that being said, oh my God, I just lost my train of thought. Energy superpower. Okay, energy is super. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we got you, boo. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So 
so the, the energy 101 is to give us the nuances of what it looks like so that we can get comfortable with what it looks like, what subtle energy is to get you a background. So then by the time that you get to superpowers, now we're getting to the point where we have these natural abilities. They're part of our senses that we're not taught. We're taught in school the five senses. However, there are other senses that we tap into all the time without even realizing we're doing so. So in the awareness in these workshops, when you have that awareness, you can say, oh my gosh, I have had this all this time. I've had no idea it's dormant. Now let me take these skills and go into the next thing. So from there, I'll be building workshops on how we talk, uh, the power of our words and how we use to disempower ourselves or empower ourselves consciously and unconsciously. So it's just to become more in awareness of all these magical things and these things that we consider woo-woo that we use every day we're not aware of. I want to give people the language from there to take their trajectory upwards. Fantastic. And the superpower one is awesome because I took it and I forget what Claire I am. Anyway, the the one that I can like kind of like imagine the, the stuff and see. Mm -hmm. the the super, super cool. Clairvoyant. Yeah. Clairvoyant. Yeah. Yep. Very, very, very cool. Um, so that, I think what we'll do is we'll just end with, um, you know, I, I don't know when this is going to be living in perpetuity, but for now it is almost Christmas. Um, it's December, 2022 and through January 31st, we're running a friends with benefits promotion. So, um, go to finduniquelyyou.com and you can learn about the promotion. Um, basically grab a friend take Wendy's workshops because they're super fun for a long time. For a long time. <laughs> long time. Um, or, and, or any of the workshops. Like if you have, if you're curious and don't want to try something by yourself, then you've got to have somebody in your circle who also maybe has some curiosity or you guys just want to do something together. Um, think about it as like, you know, if you have a friend, like these two girls are in Florida, I'm in New York. So we hang out virtually. This is what we do. And okay. these kinds of sessions, like you, you, you go in they're live sessions. Wendy's a facilitator, but this, they're fun. And sometimes they open you up and the, you cry and you laugh and you fart, you do all kinds of stuff, but you have experiences together and they're <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I couldn't just let that go. I couldn't just let that go. I'm like, day to be a grown up. Day to be a grown up. Go on. You fart. I'm Hopefully sorry. You press the mute button. I have a, I have a four year old, so pooping yeah, is like a yeah. big thing. My mother in law was watching him last night, and she was like, "He let out the biggest fart, and then was cracking up." I'm like, "This is my four year old." Yeah. Um, yeah. So farts are hilarious. Um, always, always, always. <laughs> He's always hilarious. You asked that to my husband, he'd been on the floor dying next to me. <laughs> so yeah, farts and all. Focus, focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, so findweeklyu.com. We you can look at the catalog of, of workshops. Um, we have our, our public site. And then if you're interested in any of them, you just click through to the schools or you can log in, create a free account to get onto UCampus and register for a class. And then you'll have the friends with benefits code that you'll see on the website. Um, so yeah, so two for two seats for one, it's a great time. Um, and then we also have a Christmas holiday one called You Ho Ho 2022 in the shop if you want to <laughs> save 20% on anything in our shop, any of our merch. Um, so that is it for now. We've gone over an hour. I know Dana's itching. She hates it when we do that, but we're just going to end it here. Wendy, Wendy, you guys are a blessing. I love you wholeheartedly and I am eternally grateful, eternally grateful. 
you guys I'm are so rock glad. stars. I'm, I'm so, so glad we honored walking with you guys. I'm sorry, what was that? I'm, I was going to say, I'm so glad that we redid this, you know, from the yeah. first ones. This is still going to be called episode two, Redo. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, there you the go. Reboot. I, like Woo I love it. We I love, love you, it. honey. Thank you so yeah, much. We love you, girl. We love you. No, thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you. Bye, Papa Angela. Jojo. Bye, Papa Jojo. <laughs> I love it. Angela, All right. stay cozy. Stay cozy. Stay cozy. <laughs>